Welcome to the Comic Sauce Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture. Presented by Cape and Cowl Comics. I am Henry Liu, and today we are going to make a return trip back into the archives. I'm going to play an episode we recorded way back on December 28th, 2016. Essentially, it's a 2016 year in review episode. Yeah, I wanted to play this because I mean, it's kind of fun sort of looking back onto 2016. Some of this stuff seems like ancient history, even though it was, it was just last year. So kind of fun to revisit. But also, you know, I was thinking at some point soon we might do kind of a mid-year year in review for 2017. So it might be a nice little contrast there. And also I wanted to uh, play this episode because it was recorded by me and Porfirio Rangel. Porfirio is really the original co-host and really instrumental in getting this show going. So I wanted to get his voice out there and also note that he uh, very likely will be returning to the show uh, very soon, possibly. So kind of exciting uh, to have that on the horizon. And again, I wanted to get his voice out there on the podcast ASAP. So here we go. 2016 year in review. Enjoy. Perfirio, how are we doing? Good tonight. How are you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. It's the holiday season. It is. And it's also the end of the year. So as we were discussing earlier, I think it's a good time to take a step back and look at the year 2016 and kind of go through what we liked, what we didn't like. And I think, you know, this year has gotten a lot of flack for a great many things. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but it's definitely yeah. had its ups and downs. Absolutely. Um, you know, we're not uh, a political podcast, but pretty rough year <laughs> in <laughs> politics for a lot of people. We don't need to go there. Yeah, that's um, a lot of kind of terrible stuff happened in the world, but let's try to keep it uh, pop culture focused today, yeah? Um, So we were talking about kind of listing some of the best and worst stuff that came out this year. Uh, Before we do that, though, there is a pretty significant death recently. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, just yesterday, Carrie Fisher, known for playing um, Princess Leia in the Star Wars films, died at the age of 60. It's a terrible loss not just for anyone who's a Star Wars fan but um, you know she was a big feminist political activist and it's just a really sad loss yeah man heartbreaking and you actually broke the news to me uh-huh. you texted me like you did you, had you just heard it when you let me know about yeah. it yeah uh-huh. yeah it was so yeah today is Wednesday December 28th and uh, yesterday, Tuesday in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. That's when the news broke, and yeah, it's still that's pretty shocking. She wasn't that old; she was sixty. I know she was sixty. I thought she was going to recover after she had that heart attack. Yeah, like, that's oh. my understanding too. Uh-huh. But yeah, when I read it, I was just like, no, like this isn't real. Like I'd like checked other news sources just to like make sure it was. And I was like, oh man. 
Yeah, and it wasn't the case where it was an actor who, you know, had legendary work and it was behind them. She was, her career was in full swing. She mm-hmm. was doing Star Wars movies. She she was slated to do episode eight and nine. Um, so, yeah, well, man, what a tragic loss. Really, mm-hmm. really sad. And so while we're on the topic, we do want to get to our best and worst list, but yeah, we lost a lot of pretty major iconic figures this year. Um, were there any that were kind of particularly of interest to you? The of people who we lost? Yeah, in 2016. Uh, there were a few. There was Right now, the ones that come to mind are David Bowie, yeah. um, Prince, George Michael. Yeah, George Michael, just on Christmas Day. On Christmas Day. Oh, man. Uh-huh. Couldn't believe it. Um, WWE wrestler China. And oh right! Mexican folk singer Juan Gabriel, like he was just a big singer in the Mexican community. Like oh. we played him at every um, family party. Oh and just, man! It was a loss. Oh, I didn't hear about that one. Uh, what were you? Uh, so Muhammad Ali was a huge oh, one, yeah. mm-hmm. and you know he's a sports figure, and you know this is a comics podcast, <laughs> so uh, you know not the type of celebrity we would typically bring up but he transcended everything really did, you know yeah. and we do talk diversity on the show and you talk about someone who's just a tremendous figure in in the civil rights movement mm-hmm. you know you can't you can't brush that aside you know um also on the comic side of thing things there a great artist steve dillon passed away and he was the co-creator of preacher a comic that I really got into this year and was pretty shocked. He he was pretty young too. I think it was he was in his fifties. Oh wow! Yeah, so another big loss. So, well, pretty I'm rough, <laughs> pretty rough year. Pretty rough year. But other than that, we we had some good moments in film, TV, and comics. Like yes, we did uh, for film. Yeah, let's get into it. Uh-huh. Uh, why don't we? Uh, name our favorite movies of the year. You want to start, Perfurio? Let's see. Some of my top, my very top favorite was Civil War. That mm-hmm. one just blew my mind away. But some other other notable movies to talk about are Deadpool, Doctor Strange, Fantastic mm-hmm. Beast, Rogue One. Yeah. Um, even the F- F- Ghostbusters film was pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, I, I've I think I saw all of those movies as well, and I liked most of them. Uh, after your review of Rogue One on our previous podcast, I'm surprised that wasn't your number one. Oh, so like, I want to hear <laughs> your take on Civil War because I definitely enjoyed it, but I, I don't think as much as you. Why don't you t- tell me what what you really liked about it? Civil War. I was just so anxious for it, just because it was like um, my favorite superheroes all together. Like they, it was the first time Spider-Man was introduced, the first time Ant-Man joined the Avengers. Um, and then just that airport scene where the Avengers fight each other, it was just so epic. And I, yeah. I couldn't help but like fanboy out and just yeah. like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> and then what even made it more awesome was I went with like five group of friends. Like they knew how much I liked it. We all dressed up. We went. So it was just. Oh, so it's like an event. Basically. It was like a freaking <laughs> event. And I was like the birthday boy and they came for me. And it oh, was just so much fun. That's awesome. Uh-huh. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, the airport scene, I mean, as a comic book fan, how could you not enjoy that? You mm-hmm. know, I mean, there's just tons of, of like, 
legendary superheroes fighting each other. But one issue I did have with it, and I, I've heard this come up, is that they weren't really fighting. You know, they, everyone was kind of pulling their punches, so it yeah. didn't have like the stakes that uh, some other great uh, superhero battles on film we've seen have. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what were your thoughts on that? It didn't really matter to you, but or or what? I feel like well, for during that scene, like yeah, I think they were pulling their punches, but only because deep down they still cared about each other. Yeah, and they weren't like trying to fight each other. Like they, you could tell, like during the movie, they were trying to avoid every cost to fight each other. Like Iron Man was holding yeah. back, Captain America was trying to get away and everything, but they knew like they had to confront each other, and that's why they didn't want to hurt each other. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. What, what about you? What are some of your top favorites? Okay, so, yeah, my, my favorite movie of the year is is a somewhat obscure movie. It's called The Neon Demon. And if anyone has seen a movie called Drive, came out a few years ago starring Ryan Gosling, it's that same director, uh, Nicholas, uh, Nicholas uh, Winding Ruffin. And super cool movie, yeah. It, and if you like Drive, you would definitely like this one. Super stylized and uh, kind of hard to describe. It's pretty, it's kind of out there, but it, it takes place in Los Angeles, like the, the fashion scene, and it's just it's just weird and very unique and, and super cool. I think so. Uh, definitely recommend that. My mm-hmm. favorite movie of the year, um, and I definitely liked a lot of the sort of geeky kind of movies that came out too uh-huh. but nothing nothing completely well i was gonna say nothing completely blew me blew me away but rogue one was pretty damn awesome <laughs> that was probably i would say rogue one is my my favorite like major release of the year uh-huh. yeah big movie that came out um yeah cap three for sure yeah civil war enjoyed that one Ghostbusters, I enjoyed. I enjoyed Doctor Strange. Um, you know, one thing, one movie you mentioned that you liked that I did not did not like at all Which was one? Fantastic Beasts. Well, you did not. I like really, I really didn't like that one Why? at all. Man, like I thought it was. I, I I I didn't really care about the characters. You know, like it was. And I'm I'm a Harry Potter fan. Like mm-hmm. I I watched all of the uh, Harry Potter movies. And there's something missing. Like those kids, you really kind of get to know Harry, Hermione, and Ron, and you follow them on this journey. And then, uh, and this one, Fantastic Beasts. Like I didn't really. There's no connection. Like I, I didn't. I didn't care what happened to any of these characters. You know, it just. It was just kind of like this big spectacle, a lot of a lot of uh, CGI and special effects, and I don't you know. I just didn't care for it. Yeah, I didn't. At the end, there's there's like it was supposed to be this sort of poignant moment at the end where the two leads of the movie say goodbye to each other, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, I didn't feel anything. And mm-hmm. I, I remember back to the first Harry Potter movie when Harry says goodbye to Hagrid, mm-hmm. and it's like. I, I, I like welled up a little bit, you know. It was like it was so touching, you know. And it's like night and day. Like this one, didn't care. <laughs> you know. What would you rate that one out of ten? Oh, Fantastic Beasts. Uh, fantastic. Out of ten, I mean, I'd do like a four for four. that one. Yeah. They're making a sequel. <laughs> I know. 
I don't know if I'm gonna go see it. <laughs> Dumbledore's gonna be in it. Oh, is he really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, I don't wanna. I, I don't wanna rule out. You know, the entire <laughs> series. But I'm like, I don't like this this first one at I'm all. I'm just shocked. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, and I, uh, we didn't bring this up before, but you know, the, we are gonna bring up spoilers. So Ooh, hopefully, yeah, spoiler. we haven't spoiled <laughs> spoiled anything yet. But yeah, we'll, uh-huh. we'll, there'll be some major spoilers later and and everything. So just. FYI. So cool. we talked about the best movies. Now what about the worst movies? The worst movies. Yeah, yeah. you want to give yours? Let's see. My worst one? Oh, it's not even a decent movie. X-Men Apocalypse. <laughs> I was so disappointed yeah. by that. Like, the trailer made it look so awesome. Like, after the success of Days of Future Past, I thought Brian Singer had it locked in and Apocalypse was going to be so awesome. Like, I love Oscar Isaac, but, but Apocalypse, right. like... He, it just it was a joke he was a joke the way he got was treated in the movie um there wasn't enough like battles i guess that i wanted in the movie and i feel like they could have made like a um trilogy with apocalypse as the main villain but yeah. just one movie it was a complete waste and i was just so disappointed yeah uh-huh. That's funny. I forgot Oscar Isaac was even in the movie. <laughs> he was, I mean, he's kind of unrecognizable yeah. in it, right? Yeah. I mean, that one was not received well. I I did see it. I, I, I didn't dislike it. I, I thought it was okay. I, I enjoyed it. Um, but I totally understand all the the criticism, and I, I can see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes when you go see a movie... If you're in a certain mood, if you're like, I was in like a good move, a good mood going to see that movie, and if you're in a good mood, sometimes you can kind of put the blinders on a little. Oh yeah. Because I felt good, and it's like, all right, I'm out of the movies, and I just kind of enjoyed it. But I, I can understand. Yeah, you know, that's how I felt not like watching it. Civil War. Like I was just so excited. Like I could tell. <laughs> you get caught like, up small, a little, right? Like there were small errors, but I was like, I, I could look past this. Yeah, I could look past this. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Gotcha. What about you? Which one's your your worst movie? So I thought it was pretty funny that you prefaced X Men by saying, "Hey, surprisingly, I'm not going to say a DC movie <laughs> because I'm going to bring up one." But uh, yeah, now I'm, I'm mine. Mine is Batman versus Superman. Or Batman v Superman, whatever. Uh, so I don't want to like just pile on with like. There's been a lot of hate for this movie, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't want to just like kick a dead horse, right? But it was pretty bad. I mean, yeah, it was a shitty movie. Let's be honest. And uh, and taking a few steps back, it wasn't just this the movie itself, but I I hated this movie from like the its inception you know <laughs> like the whole the whole creation of of this movie from the very beginning kind of rubbed me the wrong way and i bring this up because like i love originality like the my favorite movie of the year that i mentioned neon demon it's super original it's like this a completely new concept it's not adapted from anything i love originality i love being surprised so with batman v superman it's like it's just like dc copying marvel like every aspect of what marvel is doing you know they're creating the shared universe and they're 
um, assembling iconic superheroes and putting them in the same movie. Mm-hmm. So like, it's just it's just like a cash grab. They're like the people at DC. You can see it. There's there's not a whole lot of care given with the material and and the characters. They're just like, oh look, Marvel's making billions of dollars how are they doing it they're putting all their major superheroes together let's do the same thing you know and it's just it's just lazy it's sloppy and like yeah i mean i went in with that attitude like like this is just like this is not how you do it that said you know i went in and i was like i'm gonna be as objective as possible you know I'm gonna try to just if it's good I'm not gonna be like DC hater and just like dislike it just for the sake of it but like the results are kind of what I expected uh-huh. it to be it was just a big mess huge mess it's all spectacle there's no character development and people are all like stoked about about Affleck as Batman like that didn't work for me at all I wasn't even a fan of Wonder Woman like really like like I mean like a lot of people, I'm looking forward to the Wonder Woman movie mm-hmm. next year, right? Uh, but in just in the context of BVS alone, that movie, she, her character is not developed at all. She just appears, you know? So, like, why do I care about this character? Like, I don't know who it is, and, like, she just kind of comes out of nowhere, and it's just, like... It's just like sloppy screenwriting, you know. I, I kind of agree to a certain point. I just think that like people were so very excited to see Wonder Woman for the first time on the big screen. Mm-hmm. So I feel like people just didn't have to care because they they knew they know who Wonder Woman is, and they're just like, oh, let's get get her on the screen yeah. already. And like for me, when I when she first popped up in that battle against Doomsday, I like. I, I was happy. I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be awesome! <laughs> yeah. She's so awesome and everything." Like, yeah, yeah. Like, no, would you say and everything? Like, I agree with, but I, I thought Superman, Batman vs Superman wasn't that bad. Like, the editing was horrible. Um, the storyline was shit, but yeah. it was okay. It was decent. It was better than Apocalypse. <laughs> But, um, <laughs> I would disagree uh, there, but I know where you're coming from. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was just, I guess, for me, since being a DC hater, I, I just want to <laughs> see, I guess, DC succeed. And for anyone else who's like a DC fan and a Marvel hater, like I want them to be enjoy it as much as we did it with like Marvel. Yeah. Well, that's that's very that's a nice thought. <laughs> you know, it's like I want you know everyone to enjoy superhero movies. Yeah, you yeah. know, but yeah, like what about um, Suicide Squad? Did you like that? I like that better than BVS, uh-huh. but kind of the same thing. Like, I again, I went in, I'm like, I want to enjoy this, and mm-hmm. I'm going to watch it objectively. And it was kind of the same deal, like just this big uh, spectacle, a big mess, and there's not much story, not much character development, and just, That one, I know? definitely agree. Like, I remember, remember when we had one of our meetings, it was the meeting in this room where yeah. somebody said that you want to care about the characters, but you just don't know their backstory. Yeah. Like, um, they just put a whole bunch of characters and you expect them to the the creators just expect you to like them without knowing who they are yeah I mean you have flashbacks during the movie but it's just it's trying to hurry it up and rush it you just can't rush emotion like that I totally agree yeah that's exactly how I felt about Suicide Squad um, there are aspects to it that were pretty cool like the music in it was really cool I thought and not only the music 
the songs that were chosen for the movie, but the way they used them was pretty cool too. Like they they had fun with that. Yeah, like I, I watched it again recently, and. I noticed, yeah, that the music was particularly well used. Like, it was good music. I mean, that's kind of subjective, but I enjoy the music. But also, a lot of the lyrics in the songs actually fit what was going on in the scenes. So mm-hmm. that was kind of cool. But that aside, there wasn't a whole lot else to like. You know, like, um, I don't know, some of the action scenes were, were kind of well done, but just overall, yeah, you know, not so great. Now, one more movie I want to talk about before we moved on was... Um Doctor Strange. Okay. You know the opinion. I liked it. I loved it, but I know you didn't, right? Oh, no. I I, I, uh, I marginally liked it. Uh, I had some other issues we can bring up. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, wait, go ahead and finish your, your yeah, little like, uh, Doctor review. Strange was... Uh, the visuals were amazing. And, yeah. you know, for the, an origin story, it really caught my interest. Yeah. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch played... Was just an excellent Doctor Strange. I felt like Marvel kind of... Did repetitive a little by having like a Tony Stark kind of personality, like witty and a smartass. I noticed that too. Yeah, but um, it was the visual effects were awesome. The use of magic and the Marvel Cinematic Universe is something to look forward to, like for Avengers: Infinity War. Yeah, but I enjoyed it. I mean, I've had a few. I had a few issues about this, but I, I, I'm pretty sure you're bringing it up right now. Yeah. So, yeah, Doctor Strange. Just the movie itself, I definitely enjoyed it. It was it was a fun movie. Like mm-hmm. it was, it's kind of one of those movies that you go in, it doesn't take itself too seriously, and it's got some humor and it's just kind of a fun ride, you know. Like like you said, some really cool visuals. It had a lot of psychedelic images too, which mm-hmm. I went in, I was like. If they're making a Doctor Strange movie, they better have some <laughs> psychedelia in there because Doctor Strange was born of the psychedelic age, and yeah. um, they they definitely had that in there. So I was like, yes, you know, good one, you know, well done, well done, mm-hmm. and yeah, just kind of a simple uh, plot that was, you know, it went well. Cumberbatch was decent, and the cast was 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 pretty good mm-hmm. in general. Now the issue I'm gonna bring up is. So we talked a little bit on our Rogue One recap about like all the the great diversity mm-hmm. in the latest Star Wars movies, and I would, if you recall, I mentioned like, okay, diversity aside, you know, Rogue One is great, and I had I had some issues with Episode Seven, uh, but you know, I kind of like to take a step back and like not get caught up in like oh does does this movie have like have a good uh diverse cast yeah. you know um but it's like you said before like don't have like a diverse cast just for to have diversity but also have like a storyline like a concrete yeah. storyline make your characters likable and yeah. you want to care for them exactly like uh diversity in the casting shouldn't make up for any shortcomings in in the plot and the storytelling and et cetera, et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why I, I didn't want to, like, go into Doctor Strange and just be like, I'm not going to accept this because of of the Ancient One. Mm-hmm. That said, I did have a huge problem with the <laughs> casting of the Ancient One. So we heard about this way before Doctor Strange came out, right? Uh, the ancient one in the comics is an Asian character, is an Asian man, man uh-huh. right? And in the movie, 
this character is played by who, who's the, who's the actress who uh, plays Tilda Swinton. Uh, Swinton, yeah, Tilda Tilda Swinton, which is yeah. a white woman. Yes, it's a white woman, and so again, I went in and I was like, you know, I'm gonna, you know, not reject it right away. I'm gonna, you know, see how this plays out, and it was a good performance. And number one, it was it, it was a pretty well rounded and developed character and it was kind of heartbreaking I was like oh this would have been a great role for an Asian actor you know mm-hmm. yeah I agree right so the part the big part I had a problem with is that okay so they just they whitewashed the character right um, and if it was just the character maybe it would have been okay for me but they whitewashed like the whole culture behind it mm-hmm. like they had they had there was a scene where Doctor Strange is practicing kung fu. Do you remember? He's yes. doing kung fu, mm-hmm. and it wasn't just okay. So like I, I know some of the some of the explanation to behind uh, behind casting a white woman is that she has some sort of Celtic origin or something. Mm-hmm. Well, that's fine, but. She's teaching people kung fu, <laughs> you know. It's just like it's like cultural appropriation, you know. Yeah. They took our shit, and that I I was pissed. Like I was like, no, this you know this is not right. Not cool. It's not cool at all. Mm-hmm. So, I, I again I'm, I'm keeping it separate from the movie itself was enjoyable, but man, it, it's a it, it's 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 pretty messed up with what they did to that character. Yeah. I mean, it's still a good movie, but like you said, just that big issue. Yeah, yeah. So okay. moving yeah, on. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> moving on, next topic is the TV shows. Yeah. Oh, and before TV, I, I, I want to go real quick back to BVS. Um, we talked a little bit about some bright spots and bad movies. Like, I don't want to, again, I don't want to completely bash it. Um, I am a fan of De- Zack Snyder, the director, and... I I have been and continue to be a big fan of his visuals. Like as a visual filmmaker, he's great. Um, particularly in his earlier career, <laughs> I would say with uh, 300 and Watchmen, phenomenal. But even more recently with Man of Steel and BVS, with neither of which I liked, his his visual style is still very compelling. I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> so, so thumbs up to 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 the visuals. To the visuals on uh, Zack Snyder. And one other thing, I'll say, a lot of people didn't like Jesse Eisenberg in the movie as Lex Luthor. Now, maybe you might have a different opinion than me, but mm-hmm. I actually kind of liked him. I don't know really why so much, but I know I kind of he was just weird and quirky, and I don't know. I just kind of, I kind of dig that character a little bit. No, yeah, I did it too. I oh, you did, too. Actually, okay. I enjoyed it. Like when I have to like defend his portrayal of of Lex Luthor, there's two things I say. One, he's not Lex Luthor. He's actually the son of Lex Luthor. But two, it just right. gave um, interest in the movie because it's all serious and everything. He's like the I think that's com- it. The yeah. comedy fit that that plays into it, and you're just like, you kind of enjoy it. And he just makes breaks everything d- down, like all his lines. Every, it's so um, it's easy to make fun of or like say again and again, like yeah, like the whole um, what's that? 
what's that scene where he, what's the word he calls uh, psychotic or something um, oh right he was talking yeah he's talking to lois lane i uh-huh. think right yeah yeah it's it's kind of the, i mean the script is just garbage right uh-huh. so um you i mean that's a great point i, I was like i don't know why i liked his performance and now i know why it's because he kind of brings some light lightness to a movie that's super heavy it's just so like everyone's got like this like resting bitch face the whole movie you know but he he brings some humor to it he lightened things up a bit and i think yeah that movie needed that exactly a lot of that Uh so okay so let's let's move on enough with with movies yeah all right so since yeah why don't i start you started with movies so i'll start with tv shows and we were talking earlier a bit but i kind of struggled to come up with a favorite TV show of the year. Like, nothing really knocked my socks off. But I will say that I really enjoyed the Luke Cage show on Netflix. And, you know, I did have some issues with it, but I think the bottom line is I I ripped through that show in, like, three days. So (laughs) I think there's no question that I got a a lot out of it. The, um, yeah, and... Yeah, we talked a little about diversity before, but this is a black show. Uh-huh. I mean, there are a lot of black actors in it, and, and the music, the, the music. Location. I mean, the, the the whole the entire culture behind the show is just it just is black folks, you know, and 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 that's why I brought up before about the Ancient One and Doctor Strange. It's not just one actor, like a white actor playing. Uh, a character that was originally Asian. If it's just if it's just one character and that's it, you know, eh, maybe we'll let it slide. But like, there's this whole culture behind the ancient one and Doctor Strange's origin that there had all these Eastern roots to it, which stayed in the movie. And it was again, I don't want to harp on that, but um, it was, there's a whole culture behind that. And that you, you look at a, a complete flip side on that. Check out Luke Cage, and it is just. I remember there's some complaints that this show is too black. I think there's some people who tweet that and like, and yeah, like, and I'm like, that. you damn right, it's black. It's like it's that's and it's awesome in in, in a great way, it's you know. Awesome, yeah. I think there was this um, article I saw. I think I tagged you on Facebook about it. How like Luke Cage is um, like when he was created, it was like there was a whole bunch of like police brutality and like black pride and everything. And his superpower just mm-hmm. can so many like black people can relate to it. His superpower of being bullyproof and everything, because you know like especially right now with um, police um, gunning down black people and everything. Like yeah. you know a lot of black people would kind of wish they had that superpower of just like being bullyproof. Mm-hmm. And Luke Cage is just that perfect. Um, I guess like fantasy model to look forward yeah. to of like how black people want to um, just you know just not be affected by yeah that's a great point there, there's a certain timeliness to the show exactly. too right like almost coincidentally like I think when it, when it came out it's just like there was I mean there continues to be all this police violence uh, upon young black mm-hmm. uh, men and like yeah there, there there's there's something too like seeing a black superhero who's bulletproof and it's crazy you know it's like you can't help but th- think of what's going on in the real world and 
it's yeah it's, there's there's a crazy timeliness to it so yeah, yeah. so big thumbs up to luke cage how about you let's see two of my favorite tv shows that i watched this year were um daredevil season two mm-hmm. and agents of shield okay uh, daredevil season two was uh, it, it season one was just awesome and so i was expecting i had my bar was high for season two and just for them introducing the Punisher and Elektra and just being it done right, it was, it, it blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I, because it came out the day Silicon Valley Comic Con day one. So after that day, my friend and I just went home and we just watched like three episodes of yeah. Daredevil that night, even though we were going to day two the next day. Right. Um, it that was a lot of fun. And then Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it was the first time. Um, that they were the Marvel Universe was going to use Ghost Rider since they bought the rights to it from the horrible Nicolas Cage movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but not only was I excited to see Ghost Rider um, introduced in the Marvel Universe, but he was going to be played by a Mexican character, Robbie Reyes, mm-hmm. instead of the traditional Johnny Blaze character. So I guess right. I, I remember was, we talked about this last week how like you can relate to a certain character because of the race. I was just I was I enjoyed that it was a Latino like just the representation in it. Cool, yeah. I um, I have not watched uh, Agents of Shield for a while. Hey, so this is this is might be an interesting thing to talk about. I actually watched uh, the first season of Agents of Shield, and I dropped out because I wasn't I was not digging it. And I think I, that's not an uncommon thread like. Uh, people kind of dropping out on the show at some point, but I have heard you're not the only one who's mentioned to me that it's gotten quite good. Oh yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, like for someone like me who like really didn't like season one, why would, why would maybe I should, uh, why would I maybe should pick it pick it back up? Pick it up. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Like it's changed a lot since season one. I remember when I first started watching, I thought it was gonna be like. Like uh, one of those like CSI um, TV shows, like yeah. they go out solve crimes, yada yada, but they have enhanced weaponry. But it turned out it like follows like the storylines of Marvel movies coming out. Because I remember, um, I don't know, how, did you watch all of season one? All of season one, yeah. Okay, so you saw them when like Hydra is introduced in Within Shield. Yeah, I remember like it came out. That was happening like during the exact same time Civil or Captain America two came out. Right. So like Agents of Shield would have just so awesome. It just, um, it it involves the storyline of any Marvel movies coming out that that time. Like when Age of Ultron came out, they were talking about like um, the Ultron project and everything. Okay. And, and Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, how they were um, prisoners who had enhanced powers and stuff. Um, Thor 2, the same thing. Um, a little bit of Doctor Strange. So, like, okay. it was, it was, that's one aspect that I like about the, the show. And it's just so involved so much because they introduced the Inhumans, Ghost Rider, and just a whole bunch of other stuff just to keep the show interesting and fresh. Okay. Yeah, when I heard there was a Mexican ghostwriter, I kind of like, oh, maybe I'll go yeah. check it out. So, yeah, maybe I'll pick it back up one of these days. And you did mention Daredevil Season 2. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. Also, the addition of Punisher and Elektra really kind of changed the game there. Like, I, I liked Season 1, 2, uh, Season 1 as well, but 
not not I didn't I wasn't super into it, but season two I thought was I really it was gripping, you know. Like once once they added Punisher and Electra, man, it it, it yeah, it, it was yeah. a whole nother level. Like for during that season, wh- whose side would you have like agreed with? Like Punisher's side that you know just kill him since the law won't do anything, <laughs> or or Daredevil would be like, oh, take him to jail and oh. be right by the law. Oh no question, Punisher. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, I, I, there's a reason. Like I grew up Punisher. When I was uh, growing up, he was he was one of my maybe not maybe number one of my most favorite superhero. Really? Yeah, and just because you know he didn't give a fuck, he yeah. like he would just do whatever, just just kill, you know, yeah. like. And uh, I don't know. There, maybe there's part of me that's still like, yeah, like just you know, just just a totally uncompromised vision of of the of justice, you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in the real world, you know, this is a whole different story. But you know, comic books are always like a, a it's like a fantasy projection, right? Yeah. So, uh, all, all the you know, like you look at all the evils in the world, and you think, like, oh man, if the Punisher was around, <laughs> he'd take care of business, you know. <laughs> uh, speaking of evils, you're gonna you're gonna hate me for this, but one of actually my favorite moments in the tele in TV was the introduction of Negan in Walking okay. Dead. Okay. 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 Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's go there. Let's go there. Yeah. Okay. So you, you give your, your two favorites. Let's, uh, let's talk some Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Like when they introduced Negan, like he's like that character you love to hate for me personally. Like up to that point in Walking Dead, it was kind of predictable. Oh, they get into a fight with the governor. They get into a fight with the cannibals. They're going to succeed, whatever. Yeah. But when they introduced Negan and Negan put Rick in his place, like, for me, it was unpredictable what Negan was going to do. And every second of it, my heart was beating. And every time Negan was involved, I was like, he's going to kill him. Is he going to kill him? Like, yeah. Negan is just unpredictable. I think I, I, I like said to my friend, I can see so much of like Negan and Donald Trump just because people are, are afraid, <laughs> Oh, me too. Me too. Are afraid of him and he's just so unpredictable. Yeah. And he could like snap and. Yeah. And so he's much. very charismatic too. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He can talk. Uh-huh. Talk the talk. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So, yeah. So take a step back. Like, um, the, so. It's good you brought up Walking Dead because I haven't talked to my f- about. Oh no, I did talk about my favorite show, the year, Luke Cage show, mm-hmm. and I didn't really have like a least favorite show of the year, but I most certainly had a least favorite moment on TV. I think we know where we're mm-hmm. going here, um, but again, spoiler alerts here. Uh, the, my the, the the worst moment in TV of the year, maybe the most, maybe the worst moment period for me like this of the year of my life like even you know, the election and and uh the, all these celebrity deaths like this is up there for like just like a horror a horrible moment in my life was the death of glenn on walking dead so yeah walking uh glenn like glenn was the reason i got into the show in the first place and such a great character man like as an asian american myself like he was just like this shining light of representation. Like this is what we've always wanted. What we've always wanted. Like this is this is it. This is like our shining star. And then they killed him. And 
to address what you're talking about, uh, the introduction of Negan, I'm gonna, I'm, I have no problem with that. Like mm-hmm. you said, oh, you're not gonna like this, but actually, I, I dig Negan. Like yeah, I think, uh, I think he's an awesome villain. Like he is. I think, I think you just said this. You, you love to hate him, right? Mm-hmm. And he's one of those guys that like, it's, uh, he, he is, it's just, it's a, it's a, it, it's, he's great for everything you just mentioned. Like the, the show was kind of like in this loop kind of like one obstacle after another rick and and the team were just like they would figure it out you know and then here comes negan and it everything changes you know yeah so um i got no problem with negan i like negan he's a he's a badass character no question and i was thinking like maybe a whole podcast we could talk about Glenn, but I'll I'll get into a little bit here. Um, The problems I had, one problem I had was like the way it all went down. Like I'll forever have issues with the showrunner. The showrunner on Walking Dead is this guy named Scott M. Gimple. And I don't know what the M stands for, but for me it's it'll always be Scott motherfucking Gimple because he has fucked with me for my entire life or for the entire run of the show, his run of the show. Originally, it was Frank Darabont, who was mm-hmm. a showrunner. But, like, he has he has teased the death of Glenn so many times oh on the God, show. Oh, my God, I remember the first time. And, yeah. Oh, man, there's been many, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to, like, fuck with me personally <laughs> you know well i mean okay fans of the, fans of the show fans of glenn he's really messed with our heads okay not not cool not cool um what else can i say in the context of the show i got no problem with the actor norman reedus but daryl dixon fuck that guy man he fucked up so royally in that scene like he he oh, was uh-huh. he's responsible for Glenn's death like there's no question like they, there's been some polls like on Talking Dead like I think Chris Hardwick put up a po- poll like oh do you think Daryl's responsible and like the response was like overwhelmingly Daryl was not responsible are you kidding like if he hadn't done what he did I feel Glenn would still be alive mm-hmm. you know and why do I say that because because of who Negan is this is, this is one of the reasons I think Negan is a great character, is that he does exactly what he says. Yeah. So he says, mm-hmm. he tells Rick, like, okay, like, I'm going to kill one of your people, you know? Mm-hmm. That's just, that's like, you know, you don't have to like it, but that's, that's, that's just, that's what's going to happen. That's always he do. He kills Abraham. Uh but before that, he said, if anyone, like, acts out, you know, pulls some bullshit, I'm going to kill yeah, yeah. someone else, you know, mm-hmm. a second person. And what does he do? He, 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 does, he does what he said he would, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and keep in mind, also, there is, like, a tremendous amount of saviors there. So he's got to back up what he says. You know, some people think, oh, Negan is just like this wild card, and he, he, he would have killed Glenn anyway. I totally disagree. I think he only did it because Daryl punched him. 
Daryl punched punched Negan, and then at that moment, Negan, he was like, okay, I got to kill someone else because teach your lesson. Yeah, you got you know, mm-hmm. I just said, like, I'm gonna kill someone else if you guys pull some bullshit, yeah, yeah. and that's what happened. So, so you yeah. know, I, I'm I'm not happy with that was your worst the character yeah. Daryl Dixon, and yes, one of the worst things that happened to me all year. Uh-huh. <laughs> for for me, for one of the worst moments, I don't have like like you, I don't have a worst TV show, but for the worst moment was um, Game of Thrones, the Battle of the Bastards. Oh, wait, okay. Uh, I think episode. I know where you're going. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> like, the episode was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Like, the best episode I've seen, not just in Game of Thrones, but in any TV show. The only thing I hated was they killed Ramsey. So, okay, rewind. <laughs> you were upset that they killed uh, Ramsey Bolton. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, so I mean, obviously, you're in the minority here, but we talked about this before. That that was was wait was that that was your, like your favorite character on the show, yeah, right? Ramsey was a favorite character. Okay. okay, I have to explain myself because everyone's going to be hating me right now. Yeah. Okay. Everything Ramsey did, I don't agree with some of the stuff he did. Like, okay, like he raped Sansa, he um, killed his father. Yes, that's bad. That's really bad. Even I was like, oh, Ramsey took it way too far. But no doubt in mind, Ramsey was that character, like Negan, you love to hate. He mm-hmm. was smart. He knew what he was doing. Like in that scene, he, he would taunt um, Jon Snow yeah. by shooting arrows at his little brother and then killed him right in front of him. He, he was stra- strategic. He knew how to defeat the enemy and stuff. He was just smart. He knew what, how to do everything. Like, yeah. He killed his father so he could be in charge right. instead of his little brother or someone else. And that's why I liked him. I Personally, I liked him when he got um, cut off Reek's dick because I didn't like Reek. <laughs> I didn't like that character. But the, yeah. um, so I was like, hey, Ramsey, you're so awesome. But then once they once Ramsey got more and more involved, I was like, okay, I dig this character. He's yeah. he's someone that could be on the Iron Throne. You know, he could he knows how to rule a kingdom. And he's smart. He just misunderstood. But people are gonna hate me. But <laughs> that's my take. That's your that's your opinion. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. You know, and I would say you know. Uh, I remember Ramsey, I, I, yeah, okay, go ahead. I remember when I first told you that Ramsey was a favorite character. You like, <laughs> You're like double take. Uh-huh. <laughs> I will say this: like Ramsey has never been my favorite character on the show, but I mean, kind of like you said, like Negan, he's an awesome villain. Mm-hmm. He is pure evil, you know. And I think I, there's something about these characters that are just like evil to the core like man yeah again we've said a numerous times now but you love to hate him Mm -hmm. and i was bad he's badass man like the way the way that he took out rickon stark that was pretty damn cool like i'm not i'm not like team stark and all that so i I, I definitely enjoyed that where he would just like messing with Jon Snow. He was like intentionally missing uh, Rickon. And mm-hmm. then right before Rickon reaches Jon, boom, mm-hmm. right through the heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it was so, it was badass. Definitely a pretty cool moment. Mm-hmm. But yeah. All right. So, so, yeah. Move on to next platform. Yeah. So the next one is comics. Yes. So let's see. My favorite comic that I read this year was the Civil War comic. 
Mm-hmm. This original? is Civil War Two, right? No, or no, Civil War, the original. The original. Okay. The, one the film was based off. Okay. Yeah. 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 Just because it was my first time reading it, it was just so awesome. Like, when, once I started reading, I couldn't put it down, and I liked it. And there's just so much. I think I said it in, in a previous podcast before, but there's just so much um, political uh, reasoning or. Or theme within mm-hmm, yeah. it, like if you look underneath the lines and everything, like how government regulation and everything. So I was just so invested in how it was going down. Like I liked it. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty impressive that it was like a, a big number of super powered people that had this kind of real life sort of consequences and real life themes to it you know mm-hmm. it, it made it kind of relatable like what if you know there were all these superheroes around you know there would have to be something like this in place right yeah and just yeah just really really smart writing i think and yeah we did we did talk about this previously but um i really liked how certain characters had just like these cool little moments you know like there were like I said, there's a lot of superheroes in it, so they couldn't focus on every single yeah. one. You know, the Punisher is one of my favorite superheroes. Yeah, he had and, a big role in that. Yeah, well, no, I, w- I would say his role wasn't huge, but he had this great moment where there are a couple of supervillains who are captured, and then he just guns them down. <laughs> he just kills them, like, on the spot. And, like, Captain America's like, what? And he, like, punches out the Punisher. But that's the Punisher. Like, yeah. he's like, he, he just looked at it. He kills him. He's like, what? You know? <laughs> he's it's like, like, that's what I do, that's you know? What I do, yeah. yeah. So, anyhow, yeah. The original Civil War books are, are really cool. And, yeah. So, uh, the, the, the end of the year is, like, the stuff we've mentioned so far has all been stuff to release this year. But... Uh, we're, you know, we're talking stuff that we've seen or read this year, yeah. right? So Civil War, even though it came out a while ago, um, it's cool like mm-hmm. that you first read it this year. Um, I didn't read it when it first came out, but I did read it a few years ago. I really dug it. So um, on that note, uh, I'll bring up my favorite, and it is also uh, something that came out a while back. And also... Something that kind of came out this year too. It's something called Watchmen Noir, and it, yeah, just came out I think last month, and kind of interesting. It's basically the Watchmen graphic novel, but in black and white mm. and untouched otherwise, basically. Um, and yeah, it's kind of a. I shouldn't even say kind of. It's, it's like obviously just like a cash grab, right? They're just <laughs> taking the same material, putting it in back, black and white, and selling it. You know, <laughs> pretty pretty easy way to make a buck, but um, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I really liked it, and you know, I'm I'm like a Watchmen super fan, and I, I'll you know this this sort of thing like. I'll just like take my money sort of thing, you know. And uh, but that said, I, I thought the black and white element of it, there, there was, there's quite worthwhile, you know. Um, if you read the uh, the color version, uh, it does. There's an aspect to it. If feels a little bit dated, like the the writing. Alan Moore's writing in Watchmen is like phenomenal it's like maybe 
the best comic the best example of comic writing like ever you know it's, it's really great um and dave gibbons who is the artist the art is quite excellent um but yeah there there is uh, the writing there's it is timeless but the artwork yeah maybe at least the color version you might look at it and it's like okay this feels like the 80s you know it, it does feel a little dated that said the black and white release um one thing that's great about about black and white there is kind of a timeless aspect to it yeah. so i think it, it brought something kind of cool to the table you know mm-hmm. it, it brought the, there was the timeless timelessness in the writing was always there will continue to be there um making it black and white i thought it brought the artwork to that level too so really okay. cool stuff well uh, what's one of the worst the worst comics you read this year so we love comics and hit the trash talk any comics really because comics are great and any shortcomings in comics is kind of like it's, it's well no I, I was gonna say it's 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 me not you sort of thing like that's my fault yeah, and this is definitely the case here and you talk about like hate like i'm sure people are going to disagree with me here but there's a new black panther comic this year came out Ooh. 2016 mm-hmm. and and if you recall when this came out there was a lot of hype so uh the the writer on this new black panther series guy by the name of Nahisi Coates, and he's a, a really um, respected like author, like mm-hmm. not just comics, you know. He's like this respected writer, you know. And there is like a, a lot of hype about like, oh, he's doing a comic book. Oh man, this is going to be amazing, you know. Mm-hmm. I didn't know a whole lot about him, um, but you know, I was already a Black Panther fan. So like, dude, I'm, count me in, man. Yeah. So day one, a comic book store got issue one got a variant cover i downloaded the yeah. digital comic super psyched you know i just watched uh civil, uh, war. civil war you know mm-hmm. i was pumped up i got my uh black panther pop toy you know <laughs> and i read issue one i didn't understand a goddamn word of it it was completely over my head you know and i i stopped there you know and maybe Ooh. that's not the best way to, to give an assessment for a comic series you read one issue and drop it but that's I, that's the honest truth i haven't gone any further uh, and and the reason is i just don't get it mm-hmm. didn't get it at all and it's it's dense man it's dense it's you, you go in there uh we talked a little previously about uh kind of more minimalistic kind of uh comic storytelling where there's like not that a lot of dialogue there's, there's a lot of dialogue and it is it is like very like dry and and like a lot of information coming at you so yeah, yeah I, I just i just didn't get it i did not get it at all mm. you see that's how i felt with the comic i want to mention for worst comic that i read was this comic called a force which okay. is basically a team of female superheroes it ha- this happens during the secret wars storyline okay. and so yeah all these group of superheroes that are women they come together and they fight um, battles and stuff and I thought oh this is going to be so awesome it's a feminist kind of comic you have like She-Hulk Miss Marvel um, 
Black Widow, Scarlet Witch, uh, and a whole bunch of other female heroes, and you mm-hmm. think it's going to be all awesome. Yeah. It's just a big mess. It was <laughs> okay. such a big letdown. It was a big mess. I think, like, we mentioned this, like, how, like, Civil War, each character, like, has its moments, even though it has so many characters. Like, this one was just a big mess. It, there wasn't, like, enough character development. Like, you see characters in the background, and you, like, want to for them to like have a moment but they just never do it it always focuses on like certain characters like the big focus were she-hulk um captain marvel medusa from the inhumans and i believe um what's her name i forgot her name but she's an x-men okay and it's just it's just a big letdown oh bummer Mm -hmm. and and this kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier uh diversity in characters is great but it doesn't necessarily mask any shortcomings in a story right yeah. so like this is a great example there's your two books I mean Black Panther I mean it's all black characters you know mm-hmm. really cool and uh, the, your, your, uh, the book you brought up yeah, uh, A-Force, A-Force uh-huh. it's, it's like all women right yeah and i think both of us in both cases we were like pretty stoked like okay here we go right yeah um but it doesn't always work right no yeah yeah so yeah there's that so really fast are is there anything you're look, looking forward to for 2017 okay so looking forward yeah um yeah like well before we do that we we pretty much covered 2016 right mm-hmm. movies tv and comics Okay, yeah, let's look ahead. So 2017. So... What if I I tell you some titles and tell me yes or no? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay, let's see. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I mean, look, whatever Marvel Studios puts out, I will be there. (laughs) I mean, like, I I, got to be honest, like, uh, Guardians 2, I'm not, like, particularly, like, super stoked to go see. But you just watch it. But I'll go watch it. I mean, Gar- the first Guardians movie was awesome. Like, it was... I loved it, you know? Okay. And, like, from what I've seen so far of Part 2, it just seems more of the same, but shit, I'll go see it. What about Justice League? Justice League, okay. Now, does that come out next year? Yeah, I thought, it comes out, yeah. Really? <laughs> well, you know... You know my opinions <laughs> on those DC movies. Um, yeah, no, hell no. I mean, I don't care about that stuff. Like, like the, the whole that whole universe. Like, I could. Well, I was gonna say I, I could care less, but um, I do want to see the Wonder Woman movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that that does seem what somewhat is, interesting to me. Iron Fist or the Defenders. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna say uh, with some reservation. I, I uh, yes, you know, I'm gonna mm-hmm. check them out for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, yeah, we, we talked about like Luke Cage. Really liked it, and Daredevil season two is great. And yeah, I wanna I wanna continue Watching. checking the, the Marvel mm-hmm. Netflix stuff out for sure. What about okay, the new Power Rangers movie? Oh, no. No. I mean, I've never been into Power Rangers, mm-hmm. and I'm barely following it, and I don't really have any interest there. What about, let's see. Oh, the they're making another Alien movie. Oh. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, man. Would you be interested <laughs> in that one? I mean, I guess so. I actually, unlike a lot of people, I, I like Prometheus. 
Really? Yeah. Oh, you don't like it? <laughs> okay, it's so funny. I because I um, when it first came out, I didn't like it, but so many people for some reason these past few months have been telling me to rewatch it. Yeah. So before I got here, I was actually starting to download it. So when mm-hmm. I go back, I'll rewatch it. Okay. When I get back home, I'll rewatch it. But um, I just don't remember it being so great. Yeah. No, I, I I enjoyed it when I first saw it, and I have subsequently seen it more and yeah i think it's a good movie uh i will say this there's some pretty major plot holes in it like at the end there's this really ridiculous thing at the end do you remember how the charlize theron character dies in the movie well she dies because basically the spaceship the prometheus Uh like falls on her she's crushed to death oh really and it's really silly because there's this like real dramatic kind of slow motion shot of her running away uh-huh. you know and the ship is falling down like lengthwise so like it seems like she can just like Move turn left or turn <laughs> right but she just runs in a straight line and boom you know it kills her <laughs> really s- stupid like it, is, it seemed really silly. Like, she should know better, you know? It's, it's almost like the way um, Rickon Stark died. You remember? Because people <laughs> yeah, say yeah. he should zigzag yeah, instead yeah. of running a straight yeah. line. So kind of like that. Uh, so that was silly. And then the other part that didn't make any sense was, if you recall, like, you probably saw it a while ago, right? Yeah. But, like, earlier on, like, there's these two scientists who... I mean, seemingly, they, these are intelligent people. They're sent on this mission, right? But they go straight into, like, like there's this room with those, like, those alien pods, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's, there's like, clearly, it's, like, it's dangerous, you know? But they just go right, oh, hey, check this out, and then they're killed, you know? And it's just, like, it, it, just, it, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't make any sense, you know? It's just silly. Uh-huh. Let's see, what about Logan? <laughs> are you excited for that one? Oh, um, Hugh Jackman's yeah. final. Portrayal. I don't know. I, I actually I haven't seen the trailer, so I, I guess I can't really comment. But I guess maybe the fact that I didn't watch the trailer is <laughs> indicating that I'm not super excited about uh-huh. that one. Yeah. Let's see what come, what else comes next here. Do you know Do you know anyone else? Well, there is one uh, that I'm looking forward to is Ghost in the Shell. So oh, you're actually looking forward to that? <laughs> I am, which might be surprising because I just mm. talked a lot of shit about Doctor Strange and the Ancient One. This is a similar situation where there is a white woman cast in an Asian character role, mm. right? So the character, the major, in both the original manga and the anime film, it was a Japanese woman. So... Um, there's been a lot of controversy and the film hasn't come out yet so I'm not going to say anything there but I will say I'm looking forward to the film because the trailer came out and it looks pretty cool and also I'm a big fan of the anime so um, yeah I want to I check this one out mm-hmm. and not to defend whitewashing at all I don't want to do that but in this particular case it doesn't seem that bad to me. Why do I say that? Because the character is Japanese in the anime, has a Japanese name, but there's a lot of gray area, gray area with Ghost in the Shell because 
This character, as well as many characters in it, are androids. So, um, and that's like, that's kind of the big theme of Ghost in the Shell. There's androids, and there's all these questions about what is human consciousness, you know? Mm-hmm. And it goes kind of deep like that. So, this character is Japanese, but more than that, she's an android. So, the fact that a white woman is playing this character for that reason is not quite as, as bad to me. Mm-hmm. And I would add that in the anime, not so much in the, ma- in the manga, but in the anime, the character doesn't really look Japanese. And it's almost like that character is intentionally not supposed to look uh, Japanese or, or any sort of uh, ethnicity. Just It's more of a robot than a human. So with that in mind, I mean, there's, there's, there's tons of, of, gray, uh, of gray area here. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's this is a complicated one. So... Um, I am You're looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it and um I, there's a lot of a lot of reservation of course and I want to see how it's handled. Yeah. You know like um like I said before it's not just the characters this whole culture behind it. So like I got to see the whole movie and sort of see how they handle it. So from what I've seen so far I'm I'm, I'm encouraged so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And then I, I probably already know the answer to this one but I'm going to ask anyways episode 8 of Star Wars. Oh yeah. Well, um, yeah, no, I want to see it for sure. Yeah, and I wasn't the biggest fan of episode seven, but I did enjoy it. And, you know, I'm, I love Star Wars. You know, I want to see where this goes for sure. I'll, I'll be there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially after what, with that being like Carrie Fisher's last big yeah. project. So. Oh, and speaking of that, yeah, that's interesting. So after the news broke of her death, uh, we found out that she actually finished all her scenes for episode eight. Yeah. So she's gonna be there. She'll, she'll, she'll there, there won't be, they, they didn't need to do like a double or mm-hmm. and she'll, CGI or any of that. She's in there fully. So yeah, you know, maybe for that alone, I wanna see episode eight. Mm-hmm. It does make me wonder though about what they're gonna do with episode nine because seemingly, see, it was going to be in there too yeah so i want i really wonder are they going to use some of what they shot in episode eight in episode nine or is she going to be out of episode nine now or yeah how does I, that work it's yeah. going to be really interesting to see how that plays out mm-hmm. let's see i think that's it i i can't think of anything else okay so yeah if i mean you listen so everything you list is that stuff you're kind of looking forward to mm, yeah looking forward to and yeah, just all I can remember off the top of my head yeah. what's coming out in 2017. Is there any, like, one thing, or, like, yeah, pick your, like, the thing that you're most excited about for most next year? For yeah, it? is there any one Spider-Man, thing? Spider-Man, definitely. Oh, that's right. Spider-Man, Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. That's my number one pick for the for the year next year. Right on. So, yeah, there's a lot to look forward to next year, but... Since this was a podcast about reviewing the year, what would you rate 2016 with everything that went on, despite the political stuff? Comments on <laughs> yeah. yeah, so rating the year. So yeah, we should we should be we should specify a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, overall, I mean, 2016 was a 
pretty shitty year. <laughs> just overall, everything, like, uh-huh. all yeah, yeah, things yeah. considered, right? Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but right now, we're just talking um, like pop culture, maybe even more specific, like geek geek culture. How did geek culture do this year, right? Yeah. And with that, um, we're talking movies, TV shows, and comics. Yeah, everything we geek talked related. about. Geek-related. Yeah, pretty much everything we talked about uh-huh. so far. For the most part, right? Um, how did we do? So I got to be honest. For me, it wasn't a great year for geeks. Or for this geek. <laughs> for this geek, it wasn't great. Why did I say that? I mean, there's a lot of great stuff happened. Like, you know, we, we brought up... I brought up a lot of stuff I was digging, you know. Um, I enjoyed Luke Cage, Captain America Civil War, Doctor Strange. Um... But none of us, none of it really blew me away. And with Captain America Civil War, like, as good as that was, ultimately it was kind of a letdown to me. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is the Captain America series is, it's really beloved to me, you know? Like, I loved the first Avenger. I really loved the Winter Soldier, and I was totally looking forward to like uh, the, the third uh-huh. in the trilogy, the Captain America trilogy, right? Uh-huh. And and you know what? I'm still waiting for Cap Three because <laughs> Captain America: Civil War was not a Captain America movie. It was Avengers an, two and a half. It was an Avengers movie. Yeah, it was Avengers two and a half. So I'm not gonna talk smack about it. I enjoyed it quite a bit um but like i said i'm still waiting for cap three <laughs> you know so it, it was a letdown uh, on that level um and then we talked about the dc stuff that that definitely kind of brought the curve down a bit you know yeah, yeah it's like you know uh bvs and suicide squad they like made a lot of money but man this is that stuff just mm. it's just kind of garbage to me but you know? their tv shows are doing good they're like, doing well uh, dc legends of tomorrow supergirl arrow flash yeah um, those are doing good i think i don't, I don't know <laughs> well, what, like, from what i've heard <laughs> from what you've heard right, you haven't uh-huh. been watching those no i haven't i haven't either so, i mean i don't think either of us can talk too much smack about no, that no. stuff. And like you said, you know, they've been well-received, right? <laughs> yeah, like I said, like, even though I might not like them, there's a DC fan who hates Marvel, and I, <laughs> I feel for them, so I want them to enjoy it, and, you know, hopefully their future DC movies like Wonder Woman or Justice League will be better than these two DC movies. But yeah. other than that, 2016 was good for me. I enjoyed it. A solid A. An A um, for you. Oh, I didn't even give mine, so let me give mine... Uh, first real okay, quick so i'm gonna give it a b minus and it's, it sounds rough but i mean i'm just looking years past and it, it, it doesn't really come close to most years of recent memory you know and i will say this it could have been worse uh rogue one almost saved it for me like that's why i'm at b minus like it would have gone to like in the c category i think but rogue one was to me, it was legitimately awesome, and it kind of somewhat saved the year for me. So that said, why don't we uh, uh, hand it over to you, and what do you think? Yeah, so for me, it was a solid A. Like, there were some phenomenal movies this year with Civil War, Deadpool, and Rogue One, and then there were some good, like, 
movies like Doctor Strange, um, Suicide Squad, Fantastic Beast, uh, and some other movies. But mm-hmm. overall, I was satisfied. Not there were a couple of letdowns like that were not geeky movies like Legend of Tarzan. That that one was horrible. Independence oh. Day two. Um, those ones were horrible, but. <laughs> We can almost, like, exclude those because they're not really geek movies, Exactly, exactly. So based (laughs) off just geek movies, I give us holiday. Right on. That's good, you know? If it's a good year for a geek, that's that's good year. Exactly. (laughs) So let's see. So now, do you have any comics to look forward to that are coming out? Yeah, I do. So, well, actually, today is Wednesday, so today is New Comic Book Day. Yes. And... There's a comic that I'm looking forward to checking out. It's called Snot Girl. And today, actually, issue five came out today. And I haven't read any of the series yet, but I intend to. And it's a comic from Image Comics. And it is written by Brian Lee O'Malley, who you might know to be the creator of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. And so, yeah, I loved that movie. And I loved the comics that it was adapted from. So, uh, yeah, I look forward to checking out Snot Girl. From what I understand, it's very different from Scott Pilgrim. And unlike Scott Pilgrim, uh, there's a different artist. Like, uh, Brian Lee O'Malley wrote and drew the Scott Pilgrim books. Uh, But with Snot Girl, he he wrote them, but it has a different artist. The Mm -hmm. artist is uh, Leslie Hung. and it's uh, it's 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 some from what I've heard. Like like I said, I haven't read any of them yet. But from what I've heard, it's it's very it's a whole different sort of thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Today for me, I I just went out and bought Civil War two issue number eight. It's the last one of the of the series. Oh. Um, and I just read it on the way over here on on the Bart. Right. Yeah. It, it was good. It was good. Um, you know, the whole Civil War two. It's not. It's nothing compared to the original, of yeah. course, but it was a satisfying ending, I guess. Like, um, I encourage people to go out and buy it. All but right. another comic I'm really looking forward to that just came out today is Star Wars issue number twenty six because it gives a backstory behind Yoda. Oh, okay. And that's something the movies never touched upon, so that's why I, I want to read it, like see how Yoda became. The great and wise oh. Yoda. Oh, so it's like a origin story, kind of. Kind of like apparently, what happens is Luke Skywalker finds like a journal. I think that um, Obi Wan made. I think I'm not. Don't quote me on that, but it talk in the journal. It talks about Yoda's past. Oh, cool. Uh-huh. Sounds interesting. Okay, so with that, I think we can wrap up the episode. Mm-hmm. This is farewell from Henry and Porfirio.